Apple held its Scary Fest event, and on this episode of the Macworld Podcast, we're talking about the treats Apple just handed out. M3 MacBook Pros, a new iMac, and more. It's all on this show. Stick around. Mr. Isn't really more. That was it. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. Welcome to the Macworld Podcast. I'm Roman Loyola here with Jason Cross. Hey, happy Halloween. And Michael Simon. Hello, sir. So on Monday, Apple held its Scary Fast event to introduce some new Macs. And that was it. Yeah, that was it. New Macs. That was it. <laughs> Scary Fast was was the speed of the event. It was like like straight up 30 minutes and out, which was I was happy for. But yeah. Yeah, it seemed very rushed and very just curt, for lack of a better word. Like A good five minutes of it was uh, a five or t- more than five minutes was like this intro, basically commercial about how it's so easy to do things on a Mac. And then uh, and then like a bunch of slick fly fly in stuff with the right. zooming into Apple Park and yeah, then transition to like half the, Tim half Cook the coming show. out and saying, <laughs> yeah. saying good evening for the first time ever instead of good morning. <laughs> he was not uh, disappointingly not dressed in costume. Yes. Um, right. And I, I thought. It would have been, I think it's not too soon. I think it's more of an homage if he had come out in Levi's and a turtleneck and New Balance. I agree. I feel like that would have been not received poorly. And it, and it would have been like a like a, a slight little nod. A lot, a lot of people wouldn't have even noticed probably. Like it's not like wearing a Steve Jobs mask or something. <laughs> but yeah, I right. agree. Like, it would have been though a nice he does little... already have glasses and stuff. Right. So, but. I think everyone would have recognized it, but it's not sure. like it's not like he passed within the last couple of years. It's been a while, so yeah. that would have been a, a fun Halloween costume. Anyway, yeah. The, one of the big deals of this whole event, not big deals, but it was all shot on iPhone and edited yeah. on a Mac. And then they did they they put up a behind the scenes video showing how they shot it. And like so many of these other shot on iPhone things, it's like, yeah, shot on iPhone with like $100,000 worth of right. other rig software. Yeah, yeah. Like the actual cameras on iPhone in a big right. old gimbal with all yeah. these lights and all this. It's like, okay, yes, but. Yeah. <laughs> they make it sound like Tim Cook's assistant just whips out, the, whips out their iPhone and just starts filming. Right. No, it's not going to look like this when you shoot on iPhone. Right. I give them I give them kudos for showing all that and not like trying to perpetuate right. the myth that That's they true. just true. held up an iPhone and did this. But yeah, if you look at that behind the scenes thing, they have a it's a ton going on. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like giant light fog machines. It was crazy how much they put into these events. So yeah, th- they didn't play up the Halloween theme that much. It was mostly like what lighting. It was spooky, and they had like a fog by his feet when he was walking in. But yeah, nothing like overly Halloweeny. But de- m- more like it was nighttime than when they went down to talk about the M three thing. They had it all the lights off in the lab, and yeah. they had him go, "Welcome right. to my lab" and stuff. Yeah, yeah. It was you know, but <laughs> like a Frankenstein yeah, they thing. did not lean very hard into it. I, I thought we would at least get a bat flying in and then it would change into Craig Feder- Federighi yeah. or something like that. But no, we did The best part <laughs> was the Apple logo as the moon with the clouds yes. going in front of it. They had yeah. for a second. That was just slick and I feel like like we're going to have to use that at every opportunity. <laughs> Absolutely. I took several <laughs> screenshots of it. You're going to see that a lot of people. Yeah. yeah. 
earnings reports, um, uh, bad reviews. <laughs> it's 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 all going to be used. <laughs> yeah. So the star of this event was the M3 chips that are in the new Mac. We didn't just get the M3 base chip as we have seen in previous introductions, Apple this time decided to release the base chip, the M3 Pro, and the M3 Max chips, uh, which is a big change from previous releases. The first time, there was a whole year between the M1 and the M1 Pro. There was about six months between the M2 and the M2 Pro, and now we're on the same. I don't know what their plans are. I think it makes sense to announce them all at the same time. Although it takes a little bit away from Jason's job, who has fun predicting what the M2 Pro, uh, what the Pro and the Max <laughs> chips will be, yeah. But I, but I think I think it makes sense, Jason. You could talk about this because you know chips better than I do. But releasing them all together kind of separates the line. Yeah, releasing and and designing and kind of producing all the dies at once makes sense to me. I, I mean, it, some of it comes down to how many of these can TSMC make and all that stuff. But the only chip missing is the M3 Ultra, which is two M3 Maxes on an interposer in a single like multi-chip module. So it's not like an actual new design per se. It's the it's it's, it's still literally the M3 everything Max times dies. two, yeah. It's the M3 Max chips, but then two of them. And that's probably coming in the spring or the summer. And then we'll that's when we'll see the Mac Studio and the uh Mac Pro updates. But yeah, it makes sense to do them this way. Um, there were some, I don't want to say surprises, but it was nice to see that it does appear to be based on the architecture of the A17. The the GPU certainly is, uh, and the media engine, because it has AV1 yeah, we decode. Got, uh, yeah, ray tracing, AV1. And, yeah, mesh uh, shaders. Mesh shading, yeah. And they made a big deal about their, they have a dynamic caching, which is basically when, whenever you have the CPU and the GPU sharing a bank of memory, typically what happens is the app will say, well, I need, I need uh, this many, I need uh, six gigs of GPU memory. And then that gets kind of blocked off mm-hmm. and reserved for the GPU for the length of time you're using that app. And Apple's got a system where they're just going to, in hardware, transparent to the developer, the user, anything, just kind of automatically adjust how much of the that their one pool of memory is used by the GPU, reserved for the GPU, and how much the CPU can use dynamically over time. They say it's a first. I don't know how big of a deal it's going to make. They say it increases GPU utilization. I'm not exactly sure how. <laughs> it, it seemed but, to me like that would have been a software feature in Mac OS. I was surprised that they tied it to the M3 chip, but I don't know this stuff as well as you do. Um, the The memory controller in the chip really kind of manages these things. Like if you don't want to wait for the speed of software to do okay. it. Like okay. it, you want to do these things, you want to make these adjustments in microseconds. So it really, it that kind of thing is best done on the chip. The The performance improvements are about what we would have expect, expected if we said, if we get this architecture, it's kind of what you expect. They compared everything to M1. Even like the iMac makes sense, but the, the like it's like they ignored the fact that there's an M2 Pro uh, <laughs> yeah. MacBook out there. Yeah. Uh, they, fortunately, their slides, uh, many of their slides did it. And what you see is, you know, it's like we thought, it's, it's a, a 20, 30% GPU boost and a fifteen percent CPU boost. That's good, um, but it's not. It's not going to change. No, it's not. Mind. Like everyone thought, maybe this three nanom the three nanometer process would 
you know, be like a, as big of a leap as the M1, but it's not not at all that. The, it's it's a similar leap to what we saw with the M2. They talked a lot about Intel, as if like mm-hmm. if you're still using an Intel MacBook, if you're still using an Intel iMac, here's why you should make this leap. So they're clearly targeting this generation, which is good. It's about five years, four to five years since the last Intel model was sold for, for these mm-hmm. machines. So it makes sense to target those users. I'm sure there's a lot of them that don't have yeah. Apple Silicon yet. If you're one of them, this is a it's a it's a huge a huge leap. Right. For sure. Yeah, if you're hanging on to an older iMac, the new iMac's a good upgrade for you. It's it's a good price. I mean, they start at 12.99, but you you'll, you'll get a really good one in the 15 yeah. to 1600 range. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know if it's worth clarifying. When Apple switched to the M series processors, they implemented what they call unified memory. That memory is essentially shared between the CPU and the GPU. Apple has controller chips to, as they put it, dynamically adjust what the memory is used for. Correct me if I'm wrong, Jason. On the PC side and with Intel structure, there was separate uh, CPU memory and separate GPU memory. If you had a discrete GPU, there was. Yeah. yeah. Uh, a lot of the uh, uh, lower end MacBooks uh, and many of the MacBook Pros and stuff. Um, if you didn't have that separate Radeon graphics in there, you just had the Intel and the Intel graphics. That was all shared memory as well. So that's nothing new. And it's true on the PC side today. There are a lot of what AMD calls APUs, but it's just their, their CPU and GPU and memory controller and all that stuff in one chip. It's not quite as many components integrated as Apple's system on chip, but it's close. It's a similar and it's the same sort of thing. They share memory. That's been going on for uh, decades in the PC industry. And it used to be that like how much of your memory was reserved for the GPU was like set in the BIOS. And when you booted up your system, Mm -hmm. you know, you were, you'd be like, I have four, four gigs would have been a lot back then. I have four gigs in my system. Why is it only showing two? Well, because you have it set for two to be used only by the GPU. It would be that way forever. Then it got to be kind of dynamic, but each application as it's compiled, gets to say, I need this much GPU memory, and it's blocked off. And Apple's new thing is, that's not even going to happen. We're just going to dynamically, moment to moment, every millisecond or or less, we're just going to keep changing how much memory does the GPU get, how much does the CPU get. I'm going to admit, as something of a layman when it comes to chips, I kind of thought that was happening already. I guess not. Yeah, it, it would. It seems obvious, right? Yeah, it seems like it. It is, and it does get changed as you use your computer. But usually, like if you do something like load up a game or something, mm-hmm. that game goes like, "I need this," and then other applications and stuff don't get it. So I get it. So it was doing it, just not on a moment-to-moment structure. Not on a moment-to-moment. Okay. Yeah. Exactly. Um, it should be noted since we're talking about memory that the. 14 and the 16 inch M3 Pro M3 Max models no longer have multiples of four. Then they're using multiples of six. So it starts at 18 gigabytes of RAM, which is a funky number. Usually it's 16. So it's 18, 32, uh, whatever that multiple is. <laughs> I can't do the math in my head. 36. 18, 36. 36. 18, 36. And then it goes up to 128, maybe 120 something. Yeah. I mean, I don't know if you'll see much of a difference, but it's it's weird. Like we're so used to seeing eight gigabytes, sixteen gigabytes, eighteen kind of jumps out as a funky weird number. The core counts on the the CPU core counts on the M3 and the M3 Max are the same as before. It's for for performance, for efficiency on the M3 up up to there's they they're gonna sell versions with seven, you know, uh, to entry level, and the M3 Max is 
uh, was it four and 16 or whatever that number is. They changed it on the M3 Pro. It used to be four efficiency and eight performance scores for 12. Mm-hmm. Still has 12 cores now, but now it's six efficiency right. and six performance, which is a strange change. Now the efficiency cores have gotten a lot better. There was a huge leap in the efficiency cores going from M1 to M2. They, there was a big, giant performance boost. And now there's another little one. So I don't think you're going to see when, when you see the comparisons of the M2 Pro to the M3 Pro, you see those Geekbench comparisons and stuff. I don't think it's going to be very impressive looking. The GPU also on the M3 Pro has one fewer core, but because it's so much more efficient, Apple says it's still going to be 10% faster, you know. To go along with the M3, M3 Pro, M3 Max, Apple introduced three MacBook Pros. There's the M3 14-inch MacBook Pro, which replaces the M2 13-inch MacBook Pro, the one with the touch bar and the older design. Apple finally gets rid of that particular laptop. It's a typical Apple replacement in that it costs $300 more than it did before. <laughs> yeah. But you're but you're getting yes. quite a bit more than you were. It's actually, in my mind, a better value than that, even though it costs more. It also means that if you liked that at that 14-inch MacBook Pro, you don't have to spend two grand on it. There's a $15.99 option. If you just if an M3 is fine, but you just want I want an HDR display and I want my SD card reader and all that other kind of stuff, then then you can get that. I think there's a lot of people who would be willing to maybe sacrifice the M3 Pro. Like they don't need that press, but the the screen is a massive improvement over the M2 yes. 13 inch Pro. So I I wish it was 14.99, but uh, it's still it's mm-hmm. still a pretty good pretty good price for what you're getting. The so the M3 model has one fewer Thunderbolt port because it only supports two. So the M2 M1 also also supported two. Whereas on the M3 Pro and M3 Max models, there's there's three. And there's a one tiny change to the display, which is its brightness under uh, like SDR is up to 600 nits instead of 500. HD brightness and stuff is all the same. Color gamut's all the same. All that other kind of stuff is the same. But it, it gets it gets brighter when just looking at your standard desktop. If anyone's using their display at 600 nits, I feel sorry for you because that's ridiculous. <laughs> you know what? <laughs> if you go outside, it's oh, yeah, not. yeah, all right, fine, okay, that's true. You, yeah. if, sunlight, if you take absolutely. it out, sure, yeah, you take it outside. You're like, God, I can't go any higher. Right, it's good, just just like the phone, right? You don't need it until you do. Apple's making all their products brighter. They made didn't they make the iPhone and Apple Watch yeah. brighter as well? So everything. Oh yeah, the Apple brighter. Watch got a lot yeah, brighter. Every, yeah, yeah. Every every now and again, I'll be in uh, I'll using my phone and like the screen will automatically get bright, like for a QR code or something that I have to scan. And it is like, whoa. (laughs) Oh, right. Yeah. (laughs) When it does that thing where it cranks it up for a QR code. Yeah. Like Apple's screens get absurdly bright. (laughs) Apple did release a new color on the M3 Pro and M3 Max laptops. You can now get space black, which replaces space gray. Yeah, that's the color they should have had all along. It's the greatest color ever. Well, now the thing is, when they showed it in the video, I was like, ooh, that looks nice, you know, because it looks blackish. And then I I watched other videos from other uh, media outlets. Mm -hmm. It's just a darker space gray. It's, it's, It's much darker. It's much, much darker, I think. I mean, I, I will have to 
put them side by side when we when we if and when we get one. Yeah, that matte finish makes it like you know it shows some light. It kind of gets like a little grayed out, but it compared to the space gray, it's so much darker. It's such a nicer color, and it kind of bugs me that if you want the base N three in the fourteen inch Mac Pro, you have to get space gray or silver. But they don't. Right. Why not just do them all space black? Because why, why they want you. They, they're just upselling you. Come on now. <laughs> They just have a whole bunch of those shells made or something. They might. That could be true. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. It's like when you're shopping for a car and they only have like, you know, that particular color in the higher end models. It's just to, yeah. like, I don't need the higher end models. Apple then released a new iMac. Now, this is probably inconsequential to the discussion, but when during the presentation, it's pretty. it was pretty clear that the iMac was kind of the throwaway introduction. That we've talked about before. You know what I mean? It's the introduction that you kind of, they often do at the beginning to kind of ease everyone into the bigger thing. But no, instead, it resulted in the event sort of ending in sort of a whimper to me. Mm Kind of like, yeah, yeah, it was the last thing. And it was like, oh, yeah, we also have this. And it's not changed at all, except that we put the M3 in it. All they had to do was come out with one new color, even if it was just space black. Right. That would have that would have been all it really needed to get generate just a, a modicum of excitement. It was like, yeah, it has an M three and all this other stuff that it had two years ago. Or yeah. even just uh even just say like and you can get an M three pro in it or anything. Like just yeah. not you know any, they, any. they it's literally just M three instead of M two and the things that M1. go along with that. It would have never even had an M2. I mean M one, sorry. Yeah. Yeah, um, which it's been sitting at forever. And they didn't even, everybody expected them to update the accessories to USB-C. They didn't even do that. You still got a lightning a lightning cable when you buy an iMac, even though you can't do anything else with it now other than charge your mouse and or trackpad or keyboard. Everything else, the phone, the iPad, the Mac, all charges at USB-C yeah. except for these accessories. That's it. That's like yeah. all that's left in the AirPods Max. That's it. They must have a warehouse full of them somewhere. Maybe. I mean, I think they sell enough of them. They're pretty good. The trackpad is great. I, I would assume they sell – the keyboard's great too. I'm assuming they sell enough of them where in in five to seven weeks they could be out of, they could be out of stock of Lightning models. I mean, it's not like they haven't been planning this transition for ages. It's still Lightning. I guess there's going to have to be some update. Uh, may, maybe what it is is they're waiting until they update the – other desktop Macs, the Mac Mini and Mac Studio, mm. Mac Pro, and that's that's when they those will all get the transition. I don't know. There have been rumors of a bigger iMac. Maybe they're waiting for that too. I, I mean, that's know. not coming for like two years based on the rumors. So we're going to be with Lightning for a while. But we didn't. We did not get a bigger iMac. So all we got yeah. was an M3 upgrade to the iMac. iMac's a good machine. It's just that uh, it's always nice to hear about new stuff. And all we got in terms of the new stuff was the new chip, which is what everyone was kind of expecting. There was some some uh, speculation that Apple would go with an M2 instead of an, an M3. Could you imagine, like, if they would have done, if they would have ended ended the presentation with a, a new iMac with an old processor? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, playing sad trombone at the end. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> And I don't think people are are burning up the shelves with iMac purchases. Like that's probably no, the lowest I, selling or one of the lowest selling Macs. Yeah, I think so. It's it's Other than not not having anything to do with its quality, but not one people people want bigger monitors than twenty four inch, and two all in ones just aren't that popular. 
anymore. It's it's laptops are. Yeah, that makes you wonder if the iMac should still be in Apple's lineup. But that's a different podcast, I guess. They have to. Yeah, <laughs> we could talk about it. I'd, I'd love to talk about that because the iMac, it, it is Apple. David Price, our colleague, wrote a story about an hour ago that mm-hmm. it deserves better. And it deserves better because, like, that's the thing. Like, that's Apple's legacy. The iPhone, of course, yeah. all that other stuff. But it's the iMac is what literally saved the company. Johnny Ive, when he came out with that G4 iMac, like, it was like, wow. And now it's just like, oh, yeah, well, here's this thing also that we also sell. That's really great. It's super thin and really nice and all that stuff. But Apple doesn't seem to care anymore. I, I don't know to what degree people who are Apple fans today really kind of know or appreciate that. Mm-hmm side of the history because there's been so many that came on it as iphone fans right right right. like the old the old guard remember that and they really consider that to be so important to apple i don't know that of the now two billion customers that apple has how how many of them it in their heart for the part of that is is because apple doesn't make it doesn't position it that way they could you know if they really went all out with the design and made it you know futuristic and whatever they're gonna do with it like they're i think it's to. actually got a great design it I does just, no you know, it does it's, it's great but, but it's what still, are you gonna do with an all-in-one it's it's you know i mean i just think back to i mean obviously the g3 one but the g4 with the the sunflower as they called it that thing was just like what on earth like i have to have that like, I don't know where I'm going to put it or if I need it, but that <laughs> iMac was just astounding yeah. when it came out. So far ahead of its time. It's They could come out with that now and people would be amazed by it. And that was 15 yeah. years ago. It was amazing. Incredible. Both in person and on the website. Just just like the kind of thing that was just like, like only Apple can do this. A- Apple no longer makes displays that go up and down. I'm That's sorry. true too. <laughs> <laughs> they, they only tilt. <laughs> It was a little weird to me, the products that didn't get updated, because we I, nobody expected a Mac Studio update if there's no Ultra or Mac Pro, but we didn't get the Mac Mini update. Or the, or the, or the MacBook Air, like heading into the, the, the holiday shopping season. The MacBook Air is the thing that most people want. Yes, they yeah. sell plenty of pros. I don't think many people are buying a $2,500 laptop for Christmas present, but they would buy a, an Air. You know, that's, I assume, I guess that'll be June, March, June. I don't know. I mean, maybe the incentive is that if there's, they can't make that many of these chips yet. Yeah. If the volume of production isn't that high, put them in the higher selling price products, higher ASP products. If you're going to kind of sell out of the chips anyways, if you're going to be, if chips are going to be your limiting factor, why not get more money out of them by putting them in that a, the new 14-inch Pro that now has the base N3. We also did not get any iPads. There was some speculation we might get an iPad Mini. Uh, yeah, iPad, iPad Mini, iPad. This is, we're going to go most likely all of 2023 without seeing a single iPad refresh, which I think is unprecedented for Apple for the lifetime of the product. Uh, it's going to be the last one was last October. They came out with the 10th gen model. And they updated the Pro with the M2 and that Apple Pencil Hover thing. And that's it. That's the, That was the most recent iPad refresh, which is, I guess, a strategy thing. Um, it's interesting to me that they haven't done anything to it in a year. Any other uh, things that stood out from the event or the announcements or the new products? I, just a, a lot of the rumors weren't true. 
you know, a lot of the rumors about what what's coming or what features things will have or or updates or something. Just I think there was a lot of wishful thinking, and what we yeah. basically got was, well, no, we just have the M3 now, and things are getting the M3. Not right. even all the things, but some of the things are getting the M3. And congratulations. Yeah, it's. I mean, it very much could have come out as a press release at ten o'clock in the morning. The M3, it's not. It's fine. It's a good chip. It's a great chip. But yeah. it's not worthy of its own event. The iMac is literally just a new chip. And the MacBook Pro is basically a new chip as well, with the exception of the new color and the fact that there's a new M3 model that replaces that 13-inch Pro. I, I'd love to talk to someone at Apple. I'll never get to do it. But like, what was the plan with that 13-inch Pro? And like, when did you decide to just completely cut it out? Because it, it <laughs> stayed on for about a, two years too long. I'd love to know when that decision and, uh, was made. Right. Yeah. Did you did you build millions of touch right. bars and then right. you're like, well, we got to have systems yeah. to put these in or something. I don't know. Yeah. And yeah. until but, recently, it, there was rumors that uh, German rumored that they were still working on a new one, a new 13-inch yeah. M3 model. So like, I wonder, was it like a month ago when they're like, no, we can't do this anymore? It makes sense to have an M3 14-inch Pro. That's perfect. Um, fills up, fills the gap. It's, you know, like I said, a little bit more expensive than it could be, but it's still $1599 is a good price for all that you're getting for it. And it, you know, you don't have, you have a new design, you have a new chip, you have a new everything, yeah. a new screen, new, new display, all that. Positioning stuff. the MacBook Air is going to be awkward. A little bit. Uh, like yeah. how, how they, how they price and position it because you can very easily get into that same price range with a, with a MacBook Air, just, you know, depending on, storage or ram or whatever yeah um and, and it's so bigger it's the 15 inch models actually has a slightly larger screen it's not as good in the sense that it doesn't have promotion but it's larger it's 15 15 inch air is bigger than a 14 sure, inch product. but i just even meant yeah i just mean even the the regular air you know is it's close to 14 it's like 13 something uh you know, well depending on it starts at 10.99 but you can yeah if you put the options in it the 15 inch model starts at 12.99 i mean there it's actually so it's 10.99 Twelve ninety nine, fifteen ninety nine. That's 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 a pretty good space between the three. So, what did you guys think of the five p.m. Pacific time broadcast? They didn't. Le they certainly didn't lean into the whole Halloween spooky thing enough to justify that. So, The Verge wrote this article about how you know this is just Apple's next evolution marketing. Airing something in prime time, sort of like when Victoria's yeah. Secret used to do their thing. And then it made me think, maybe Apple's trying to figure out a way to boost its streaming numbers. Yeah. And this is a way to do it. Being off, yeah, being after work for a lot of people. My is, guess is, I didn't look at the YouTube numbers, but I would have to assume more people stream it at one o'clock in the afternoon than eight o'clock at night. Eight o'clock at night, you're with family or some people are going to sleep, they're out. I think a lot of people streamed it during the day. I think they just did it. So my guess is Thursday's numbers are going to be not great, particularly for the Mac. And I think mm -hmm. they wanted to be able to point to something that they're doing for investors and say, hey, we just we just had this big event and we announced all these great things in the M3 and we're you know trucking into the holiday season. And they just decided to kind of put it together into an event. And they said, all right, well, we'll have it at night. So yeah, if but it's at why night, at five though? Well, all right. So at five o'clock- all the people who said, wow, this thing sucked. By the next morning, that's all kind oh, of filtered. You know, it's, <laughs> it's almost like they buried it a little bit. I think that it was somewhat strategic. I don't think we'll ever see it again. Um, I was I was grateful that it was 30 minutes. That was nice for all of us who had to cover it on the East Coast. Yeah. 
internationally it's a disaster because all of Europe yeah. is asleep. Like right. it's if you're if you're carried about worried about your international streaming numbers, it's it's not a great strategy. Yeah, I I wonder. It's also there's that thing where even though it's filmed ahead of time, it is made to look live. Like there's no way right. that they're gonna right. show it in the day and Tim Cook comes out at night and says good evening. Right. It, it, yeah. You gotta has to look like it's happening at the time that they filmed it. They could have just as easily just not tried to lean into the Halloween thing. And there really wasn't, like we said, there really wasn't much of that. No. I liked how they sandwiched a, an Apple TV Plus promo in the middle of the MacBook Pro demonstration. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Although, I will say that guy's, that guy's old thing looks pretty cool. It does. And, they, you know, they had to get some MLS promo in there. Yeah, know. always. Oh yeah, always. There's yeah, they, there's they, now they, nothing they won't MLS promo. Well, like I think I think Messi uh, owns like like a quarter of the company now, so they have to. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Messi is going to make an appearance in Apple events for it's at it's, least it's the never next him. Years. It's, it's it's never Messi, but they just, they're just trying to promote MLS. Yeah, uh, he didn't. His but, team didn't make the playoffs, which is probably no. destroyed. But the their, clip they showed numbers. was Messi scoring a goal. Yes. Yeah, yeah, right, right, right. But the, so the, the guy yeah. talking in the Mac thing wasn't wasn't messy. Right. Yeah. By appearance, I mean they're going to show a clip right, right. of him doing sure. something. Sure. He, he's not going to be on present presenting. <laughs> well, that does it for this episode of the MacWorld Podcast, episode eight hundred and sixty-two. Thanks to Jason Cross. Thank you. Thanks to Michael Simon. Thank you, sir. Thanks to you, the audience. Thank you for tuning in. You can subscribe to the MacWorld Podcast in the podcast app on Spotify, or through any other podcast app. If you have any comments or questions, send us an email at podcast at macworld.com or contact us through X, that's at Macworld, or on threads, that's at Macworld underscore HQ, or on the Macworld Facebook page. Join us in the next episode of the Macworld Podcast as we talk about the latest in the world of Apple. See you next time.